What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Decode. Christian, you're kind of fading into obscurity over there. I mean, when you are an interdimensional traveler, your existence constantly blinks between I think it's your glasses. one and the other. Maybe. Is it really? I'm going to take them off. Can't no. see. <laughs> That's weird. I know they didn't You're work. fading in and out of reality. Yeah. Like, um, okay. there you go. Yeah. If you get closer. 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 Too close. Too close. Closer. So, 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 what's this about? What's this episode about? Uh, we're continuing the theme from our, our Tuesday gameplay stream. We were talking about uh, card games. So, we played uh, a couple of digital card games. Card games on Twitch? Right? That's a thing, right? Yes, it is a thing. Magic the Gathering's on Twitch. I know, because they have Magic the Gathering Arena, but what about like the physical card game? Yeah, the physical card game. Every PTQs are on Twitch. That's oh, awesome. That is nice. I mean, I, I, don't know, I know that I've streamed, you know, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! tournaments with Xeno uh, Zero yeah. and a few times before. Uh, but we're going to be continuing the trend of uh, card games on this uh, channel here. Uh, last Tuesday, or you know, if you call it the gameplay stream, uh, Gino showed me Shadowverse, mm-hmm. which he actually liked. I actually liked it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> not bad, I enjoyed Waifu TCG. <laughs> I played as a... Uh, it has to be one. <laughs> yeah, it has to be one. I played as uh, the Bloodlust guy, the vampire, and I was like, this game is basically Castlevania. We played the Bloodcraft. Yeah, it's basically Castlevania to TCG. And it got wrecked by my class with his uh, Magecraft. I mean, we'll take anything since Colin won one to refuse to give us the Castlevania deck. They refuse. Refuse. Um, but we're going to be continuing uh, a little bit of a topic because we're, you know, last week we discussed MOBAs because we felt that we we didn't give them an, enough love, and now we're going to talk about some card games because you know the digital stuff has been really popular with games like Hearthstone. Um, I mean, Hearthstone's like really the only. Hearthstone, I don't, I don't because really Shadowverse has a huge following in Asia. Yeah, but I don't. Because that's I, I haven't really seen too many of like. The Shadowverse tournaments. There was one at TwitchCon. Okay. Um, that was what that was actually streamed. There was no Hearthstone tournament. There was a Shadowverse tournament. Yeah. I mean, we all know that. Uh, has Hexagon any traction? Yeah, it has actually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I played on my PS4. And, right. uh, I played on a few tournaments on PS4 also. But that was really nice. I, I like that they cater to the PS4 community and have no, uh, no. actual PlayStation tournaments. I get wrecked because I don't grind enough Maybe. as I should in that game. Um, Agreed. Slay the Spire has picked up a bit, but that's more. It's maybe in TCG kind of, but it's a te- TCG deck building. Yeah, to a degree. And then of course you know you have Magic the Gathering online. Yeah. Uh, now there's Magic the Gathering Arena. Um, Magic the Gathering is online is garbage yes. for one reason. It's written in C. That's terrible. It's such old legacy code that they actually they even said we have to take down and erase the entire server us to fix this we're not going to do that that's not that's that's nuts um so we basically i was introduced to shadowverse i enjoyed it um i really want to get more into digital card games just because like it's the ultimate time sink and i can play it like while i'm yeah. on the saturday we have a fireside gathering uh but of course you know we are fireside gathering for hearthstone here at waypoint cafe our lovely illustrious host I love that every time I say that, you do that. Yes. Right? It's quite amazing. Um, of course, if you are in the Lower East Side in New York, you can always come down to 65 Ludlow Street. 
to get uh, some delicious pastries and coffee, and as well as uh, get your game on with some of our land PCs. We'll play some Overwatch, some Hearthstone, some League, some PUBG. Is PUBG working again? PUBG, I have issues with that game. Okay. Just flip, flip a coin. Yeah, it doesn't want to work today. Um, but straying away from the digital stuff of the card games, we're going to be talking about some of the physical card games that we have out right now. Um, but the first thing I want to get into, you know, there seems to be a little, a little, maybe not, not controversy, or? misunderstanding. Like, so one of the things that Gino and I were talking about, you know, are the card games considered an esport? Like, we know we have. The digital stuff, personal, is considered an eSport. Right. Uh, but is the, are the physical card games... I say yes, because it's... I say yes, um, the same way that drill racing is considered an eSport. Okay. I would consider them... The broader term for those things are science sports, where you require a lot of scientific knowledge. So that's mm-hmm. like pumpkin chunking, robot battles, things like that. Right. Robot um, Wars. Robot Wars is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the other ones that I would... TCGs are hard because also poker is played on Twitch. Right. So they're considered a sport, but they're considered a class two sport. Mm-hmm. The same way as chess is a sport. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. it's a sport of the mind. So it, I consider them the same way as esports are. Like if you were going to talk about um, StarCraft Two, things like that. Right. That's an interesting viewpoint. You know, like I, I don't really have like an opinion on the matter. I just know I like to play card games. You know, yeah. I've always been, I've played card games since I was a teenager. Uh, that's how I met, essentially. Pretty much, yeah. That's how Christian and I met through card games. It's uh, almost spent. <laughs> what does that mean? Is it going to like Yu-Gi-Oh again? At some point, maybe, yeah. It could happen. Um, They're trying. They keep trying. They keep trying to drag me back in. Speaking of dragging in, uh, thanks for the people who are popping on into the channel. Uh, we are Code. This is our Twitch stream, by the way. You know, it's a little streamed podcast. The thing behind us is the cafe. That's the cafe back there. And, uh, yeah, above it. So, well, I guess maybe we'll go into a little bit of uh, the card game history. Uh, I started out with Magic the Gathering back when it first came out in the Stone Age of 1993, 94. Oh dear, I was literally three four years old. I'm old. <laughs> I was, I, I, I still have off of better cards for Magic. I heard some of those are worth a lot of money. They are. It's a lot cool. of them are. Uh, I played Magic for numerous years uh, through high school into college. Uh, I collected a little bit of Pokemon when I was younger. Um, Pokemon's fun. Yes. I, I actually got back into the TCG. When it's I'm, actually fun. When I finally learned years later how to actually play it, it was hella fun. Cool. It took me forever. Uh, but I didn't really get into the competitive aspect of card games until Yu-Gi-Oh! came out. And uh, I got into Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, around like the proverbial chaos time frame. Uh, at that time, I was working at Toys R Us, and I was their like events coordinator, and I ran all the little Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments at Toys R Us. So that's how I got into it. I, I was watching the kids play, and some of the teenagers were coming in play, and they were like, "Hey man, you should play." And I was like, "Okay, fine. I'll learn." I bought like some cards, and I threw a deck together, and I learned the game. I it sucked in the beginning, and it then all started that man. Yeah, I sucked in the beginning, and then eventually got really good, and went to playing a lot of. A lot of tournaments, a lot of major tournaments, um, and a lot of card games came out over the course of the years. You had things like Duel Masters when it first came. It was the best card game ever. <laughs> you had the Versus system, which was a very popular uh, Marvel DC card game. I miss that so much. Um, and then there was the big one that everyone here at Code got in on, 
which was the World of Warcraft trading mm -hmm. card game. Uh, and, and that was such a labor of love uh, to be able to play into that. My um, very favorite one. I remember, you know, how I played it in the beginning, and then I stopped playing, and then I was like, I kind of want to get back in it, and then Christian was like, yeah, we can get it in together. And then it was like two weeks before Dark Moon for a filler, like I had just bought a deck for like thirty dollars. <laughs> um, I had just I borrowed you borrowed uh, the Binkin, the one of the little the Hunter deck, the Hunter deck or something. It was a fun deck. Yeah, it wasn't my style. Yeah, it was not my style. The Rogue was your style though. But we've been on a lot of adventures when it comes to card games, you know. Yeah. That Philadelphia trip was so much fun. It was so much fun. Uh, it was so I, I remember, I, I think the best memory is that right when we stepped off the bus. We stepped off the bus, and on the wall of a random building, literally, step off the bus, look about 20 degrees to the left, and there was a superimposed low pan, low pan from shooting the lightning out of his hands. <laughs> Big trouble in Little China. <laughs> It's on the wall. Oh boy! I still have that picture. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ah. <laughs> it was so good. It's uh, a dip, it's a, no, it was. This was the other dark room fair that I went with you guys. Yeah, you got the guy who grabbed squeezed us. Oh, I got dark room fair Baltimore. Yeah, I was yeah, And we were, we were, we were, we five guys. Yeah, we five guys. And uh, it was us three on Wally. Wally unfortunately couldn't. Uh, make it in today. He's got real life issues. You know, he's got stuff to do because he's a working man. I didn't banish him to this channel. I don't know what you're talking about. No, he, I didn't know what you're talking about. I want a lawyer. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we actually in Japanese because I finally got to watch the Japanese like subbed version of Yu-Gi-Oh. There's no such thing as the Shadow World. No, it's it's they straight up killed me. Shadow World was dead. <laughs> was dead. Yeah, it was That's dead. It was. Um, People died. But we were sitting there, five guys, and then like this old guy with his family literally walks by. <laughs> just go throw the spit in the air. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like in mid burger <laughs> line. I'm like, did that guy just grab me, squeeze us? Something told all of us to look over at him. Yeah, that's it. We all looked over. We're just like, what? Something told all of us. No, no, no. I'm about to eat it. Oh, that was terrible. He's like, the M Bison. Also, you know the M Bison look too. I can't. I mean, I, I, I like. I'm just, I, I can't tell that story without having you guys there because nobody would believe me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it happened. It happened. Um, actually, um, I, the one, the two card games that I got in without you guys, one was Cliff at Vanguard because a bunch of our friends were playing it. And it was just a game that we killed time with. Mm -hmm. It was fun, just to kill time with. Yeah, I like using those cards as coasters. <laughs> and then I got into myself Force of Will, which I actually did pretty well in. I heard that's fun. I heard it, it was fun. I, I found Force the World a little too convoluted. There's too many mechanics in that game to keep track of. They've cleaned like, up a bit now. They've cleaned up a few things. I know. But, um, I got into it because of the art. Right. And when you earn packs, you earn points. Those points can also, if you can't make it to every single like event, yep. those points can also help you get seeded for like their GPs. Yeah, that's what well, I, really cool. uh, I thought was really cool about the World of Warcraft uh, card game back when it was a physical card game before they yeah. turned it into Hearthstone. You know, um, they took it out back and shot it? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty um, much. You could accumulate what was known as honor points. And basically, all you had to do was show up to like the local events or play in the uh, the seasonal events. You know, you had uh, the lovers in the air, and Noble Garden, and all those different ones. Um, and you just have to show up. Like you didn't even have to win or anything. You got points just for playing in the tournament. Yep. And uh, if you accumulated enough points, you know, you qualified for things like nationals. You qualified for worlds. Um, 
So it made it a lot easier for me because I couldn't attend every Darkwing Fair, right. but I could attend all the locals. You know, Christian and I would take the long ass bus ride um, over the water to the Long Island. Island. Long Island, Jericho at um, what's this? Grasshopper comes. Grasshopper. Grasshopper. Yeah. And we got to meet they're a lot still of. Still open? They're still there. Yeah. They're still uh, there. They're still there. Oh, that's the whole. Like uh, a lot of the dudes that would play um, wow. the World of Warcraft card game with us. Uh, shout outs to Mike Pinella. Uh, big, I miss that dude. Big older Mike. We all, we all miss him. I miss uh, that dude. He's one of our patron backers also, so that's much appreciated. Uh, he's a big fan so of the much. show. Uh, thank you guys for coming on in. Uh, <laughs> I see more, I like when those numbers go up. Uh, it makes me feel proud that people are watching. Yeah, yeah. I know <laughs> I'm not you. just talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> not that I don't like talking to you. I will talk to you. Always. Thank you. He's talking to him. Yeah. I'm just a floating and then, then shoulder. You're just a floating head. Um, shoulder. It's always been the case, though. But uh, the World of Warcraft card game was like one of the main card games that brought us all together. Uh, Darkman for Baltimore was the team tournament. We yes. all got to go out there. Yeah, I still fun. think I, I like the one mechanic that they did have, and I kind of they introduced it now in Hearthstone with the new like dungeon raid thing. Okay. But the raid decks that just ran automatically. Oh, uh, so much fun! I remember when we were, when we first bought the raid deck, and we were like, our decks are pretty good. We no. could probably do this in hard, and then like the raid boss killed us on the first turn. I was yeah. always the last one alive because I had Warlock. So I was like just constantly just healing and like, please guys, I need something. I need something. <laughs> and he's like, no, you have no teammates. And I'm like, no, they don't have healing like I do. Let them live for like a turn. No, but I was shaman, so I had I could get my totem out, but he'd also pop my totem. Okay, yeah. Almost immediately. The second he came out, I was like, dead. Yeah, so you and were the, uh, the shaman guys. Christian was the rogue and warlock fan, and then warlock. I was the mage guy. Yeah, mage. I like being Face my, my low health. Pew pew. Uh, I'm gonna stop you from doing what you do, and I'm gonna draw all the cards. <laughs> so much shop powers, the worst. Uh, uh, but that's uh, where, like, I think that's what helped us be really good, because like we all, we didn't have like a lot of money to buy into some of the expensive cards, but we would always find like these like common and uncommons that worked really well and certain combinations and cards and we would test them against each other and it's like okay i i got like a solid five wins against you and then you would be to your deck and come back and then it trump me right around <laughs> and it was another five my way and then he's like all right i see what you're doing there if i just do this and then there's another five his way and it and was that, just constant the constant back and forth constant. helped us uh especially when it would come to the locals we would show up you know and these people would have like all these like mega Mazu out Edwin Van Cleef decks, and it's like they're struggling against our little pulper things. Yeah, like several hundred. But pulper is one of my like favorite formats. They yeah. would always have like several. That's hundred. how I play Magic. I know. It's, like, a, I it's that, fun to do that. Like, no, like before Blue got like completely neutered mm -hmm. in its way. Like I played a mono blue illusions deck. Illusion. And people would just get angry. I mean, because it's like. Your deck's total worth is twenty dollars. <laughs> I have all the tier one cards. Why are you beating me? And this is like because you keep not paying attention that I have two mana untapped. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually uh, what happens. Yeah, uh, but then yeah. Blue deck. we ran into, into so many Edwin Van Cleef, so many Mazukans. Mazukan was like a sixty dollar card. It was like a sixty dollar card when it came out. Edwin Van Cleef was like what two hundred? Two hundred. 
200. The so Tiger? Eight, eight, 800. No, it oh, was that was, a, that was just a scratch off card. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's. I mean, it was a prize card, so. Okay. Yeah, that, that was for actual WoW players, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but Christian and I had some good successes in the games. You know, we had a couple of some good tournament tops under our belts yep. through that. And it was a lot of fun. You know, I was really sad when uh, Blizzard decided to just take it in house. It was almost. Turned it into Hearthstone. It was almost. It was on the verge of like really getting a really big breakthrough. No, 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 no. It was actually doing really well. It's just that Blizzard just pulled that out of almost nowhere. Yeah, yeah they really did. I think. I mean, at the time, uh, I think Zoic was the company that was. Cryptozoic still around. It's about the Mega Zed. But Cryptozoic was the company at the time, you know, who yeah. manufactured and you know created the cards. Um, and I know that there was some uh, legal hoo-ha when Cryptozoic wanted to go into the digital card game market. They were making Hex, and then Blizzard sort of felt like that was uh, a little infringement on what they wanted to do, because they had always intended to do some type of online card game with yeah. the Warcraft universe. So maybe there was some sort of clash there. No, uh, from, what, know, I, what, from yeah. what I heard was, um, and this I heard from some of the artists from, from Hex, mm -hmm. Like talking to them on Twitter and everything, they basically said Blizzard said, you know, we don't feel like we know that we can make money right. doing this because they saw the secondary market and everything. Mm -hmm. and they're like, well, we could be making this money ourselves, and they broke contract. So they actually Blizzard actually ended up paying Cryptozoic to get out of the contract. Okay, I so, mean, like I said, there's a lot of there, but uh, we were sad to see it go. You know, I still I still have my Warcraft cards. So do I. Never got rid of them. And, uh, you still know. Still haven't sleep. <laughs> Same. I still haven't sleep. Same. I still have my, uh, my Lady Circus and, uh, Queen Ashara. I got my, my Grave Hand Sagat. Grave Hand Sagat. Grave Hand Sagat. Uh, the stories of Captain Swash. Captain Swash. <laughs> <laughs> the Fox. Uh, the, the names. At least seven the names, uh, in this card game we're in. Remember when I made my little, uh, loop? Or Adam Eternum loop with my Nicholas Merrick fire mage. Yeah. Like, I can play this spell, and because this can be chained to the damage, and then he basically banished himself, yep. blew up the opponent's word, and then came back on my next turn. I was like, this is cool interactions. Uh, I remember going to the world championships, I remember going to the national championships. It was great, you know, back in the heyday of years ago. We almost got you to play Magic during that time, too. I mean, I've, I've always been interested in Magic. I realize what it is with Magic is I just find it too slow for my, my taste. And I think a lot of that stems from just playing Yu-Gi-Oh! for so long, as long as I have. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! is a lot more fast-paced. Um, it's like, is there's so no resource system. You just kind of like summon things and do things because you can. Yeah. That's uh, my, my problem with Magic is a dedicated resource. Yeah. True. Which is the bad Yeah. Yeah. And I realize that that's what turns me off from it, too. Like, I hate that my deck is screwed if I don't have the actual mana for itself. Then you take something like the Warcraft card game, or... or anything could be mana, or like Duel Masters. Or, or like Duel Masters, or in the case of what we'll get to into the latter half of the show, mm -hmm. the Dragon Ball Super card game, where any card in your hand can be, uh, you know, actual energy or mana. Didn't also, uh, what's it called, have that? Um, um Vanguard? Vanguard? It's not, it's not like a resource. No, it's not a resource. It's a grade You always have to have a grade one. Yeah, then a grade two, system. then a grade three. So the only thing that stops you is like if you were ever in Korea. Grade lock. But I think they, yeah. they put in some... I haven't kept up with it entirely, but um, they just put in some mechanics where like you can actually mullet, fix your hand so that you're not grade You... Uh, there's that mechanic. There's the mulligan mechanic, and then... Because this is actually when I stopped playing. Um... 
you can actually uh, special uh, there are cards that have abilities if you're to get out of grade block. Okay. If you sacrifice them, you can search for a grade two or a grade. Th it's like a grade up card. Okay. Yeah, I mean I don't know. Like I said, Vanguard to me, the the the, the unpopular opinion or popular one is uh, that Vanguard the Vanguard community is a community of failed Yu-Gi-Oh players. So. That's what people say about the Force of Will community. <laughs> the the Yu-Gi-Oh players who didn't have the money to play Yu-Gi-Oh. They play Force of Will. So they play Force of Will. I'm like, I, mean, I, I, Force of I liked Force of Will when it first expensive. came out. Um, but it, one, the card the card pool was just too expensive for all the big cards. Yeah. Um, their the way they set up their rotation system is a little they too wonky. That. They fixed that now. Um, and I, that just turned me off in the game. So you know, I don't like when I I, I invest yeah. in a card game and then it's like the stuff I invested into isn't doing anything anymore. Yeah. Uh, which goes back to the World of Warcraft card game because when Cryptozoa took over, you know, they had that uh, that block system in place. And it was a little annoying, but we were always buying into the new stuff anyway because we were always excited for it. Um, but then I like that they started introducing formats where there was like, there was, uh, you had the classic format classic where everything, format. Was legal. everything was you legal. Everything was legal. You had Core, which was, um, whatever the most recent block or it was, the, the two blocks or whatever it was, and then current, there was, it was there current set prior previous set and then when they introduced a new one it was that set and yeah. then once that new block or that new set came out the two sets prior was gone yeah but then they introduced contemporary core which was a larger block i think it was five it was like the like the five most recent sets or something yeah. like that Reflect, yes. Reflect refrain did kill Force of Will. It's gone now, thankfully, because yeah. they fixed the rotation. So, um... It was a deck that destroyed... We had the formats, and, you know, certain tournaments supported certain formats. I really liked when the the formats were just block-constructed, because all you had to do was use the sets that were available. I so, let's yeah. say there was a Thrones block, you know, when we had Thrones of Tide and uh, Rise of Atlantis, whatever, the, the whole monster... When the, the whole monster stuff block. came out... Yeah. Like, you only have to use the monster deck, and I was like, this is cool. Like, yeah, no, we, we were fucking... No, that, that was good. We were good. so ready for that one. Yeah. We were but, so happy about that. Like, then, because it's kind of following the magic thing. It used to be, like, the user set, then the uh, Meriden set, and things like that, and Mag then they changed it. run into a lot of, uh, a lot of negative community feedback, uh, given how they've been handling their standard rotation recently. Because they changed it. They could, they've changed it so many times in the past two years alone. Uh, so a lot of people have like kind of done away with the standard. Like we've seen less people focusing on standard, more people are going into modern. Yep, um, modern's not big. Modern's um, like Legacy's mate is the Legacy second most huge. Legacy is the most second most played in Magic City. Was like, but, um, but we don't want to give this a PTQ. It's like, no, you have to now. Because so like, you messed up standard. For those of you who don't understand what we're talking about in Magic: The Gathering, Magic has been out since. Yeah. 1993 so it's been out for a very long time so naturally they've had cards come out that have been very powerful the interactions with older cards have been insane uh, so they've had to spe do specialty formats so legacy is basically a format where everything everything in the sets is legal it does have a ban list it does have a ban list so certain yeah. cards are not legal in no legacy um, <laughs> but you can utilize cards from any set any set in the beginning uh, so that's legacy. You have your modern format, which is uh, certain things are segmented away, and it's that set 
up until recent. And then you have standard, which is basically like the newest the new the core set and then whatever blocks are available in that year. Yeah, but it used to be the twenty like if the last time I played was twenty thirteen. So it'd be the Magic the Gathering twenty thirteen set and then whatever story sets. And that would be either two sets. So you would have Mirrodin and then Innistrad. And then when the new set, uh, Mirrodin would drop out, then it would still keep Mirrodin. Yeah. And it would keep Innistrad and then the new set. Uh, Femi in the chat talks about they banned about 10 cards over the last year in Standard. Uh, yeah. That's true. I think that was another point of contention for Magic players. Like, you know, they just kept killing cards. Uh, yeah. Some of the cards were definitely uh, useful bans. Yeah. Because um, there were just some interactions Forge. that were just too Stoneforge, Mystic. Uh, some, some of the interactions were just too much. Uh, but you and I have always made this point that, like, the game could be very, very, very good if they just brought back Mana Leak. Yeah, basically, you have to bring back Mana Leak and you solve all these problems. Um, yeah. um, but I guess the argument is that Mana Leak is just too powerful of... You can retool it. You can retool it. But that's, that's magic for you. True. I, I think the, the, what really hurt them was the changing to its only now two sets. Mm -hmm. So each block is now only two sets instead of three sets. Mm -hmm. And because of that, that there's a longer um, thing now. They did just unban Chase the Mind Sculptor, but he's also coming back Why? in an environment where he's not the strongest thing ever. <laughs> what? Yeah, no. Is he standard? They did yeah. unban? But he's not that strong. Did they unban Stoneforge Mystic? No, no. That's still banned. That's okay, because I was about to say, so my you didn't get the play anything deck now works again? Well, for the most part, yeah. <laughs> okay. For the most part. I might actually play Magic again. <laughs> a couple card substitutions? That's about it. Uh, but the one format in Magic that I definitely am enjoying, surprisingly enough, uh, I really like EDH. EDH is I one love, of the best formats. I love EDH. Oh, well, I can. What's EDH? So EDH, uh, <laughs> basically, <laughs> it's a format where you have a 100-card deck, and you can use you can only use one copy of a card in it. Oh my God, that's amazing! There's only one deck that beats that that um that breaks that rule, the Ravenous Rats deck. Well, how does it break that rule? Because the card says that you can have more than uh, more than four a playset of Ravenous Rats. In your in your deck, that's cool. So, it's like so in EDH, card. in in EDH, you can literally just have ninety nine ravenous rats, and your commander. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, but then you can't play them because you have no land. Yeah, basically that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, my um, I don't own any magic cards, but when I do go out for like the EDH nights with my buddies, um. My friend lets me borrow his cat deck. Oh, that's a fun deck. It's so much fun. I love it's it. so much fun. It, it plays on Johnny, who's like one of my favorite planeswalkers. He's yeah. just this big white tiger guy. He looks freaking amazing. I'm sold. He's like a lion. Like, you, you would yeah. love this You would love this deck. Um, it's such a trolley deck, too. It basically, solid. like, I can, I can summon cats, and then I put rats on your side of the board, and then if I kill the rats, I do damage to you, too. Like, it's yeah, it's yeah. so amazing. The deck is so much fun. I play Stivers. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> Five color slippers. And that person here was surprised. <laughs> um, but yeah, EDH has been really fun. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, I, I have a love-hate relationship. That means it's time for you to love it again. No, well, no. maybe. I don't know. The only, the only thing... The only thing right now 
is that there are pirates coming. That's the only thing right now. Yes, and they come out coincidentally in May, so <laughs> which is spring. So <laughs> I've won. Um, I'm trying my hardest to refrain. I want to try so hard. They're pirates. I know. And some yeah. of them are little furry, adorable pirates. Yeah, that is what These uh. These pirate they, they're called the Skyfaring Brigade, so this thing is even better. They, they, they special summon each other. Um, their main boss monster has an effect where if your opponent would activate a monster effect, any Skyfaring Brigade in your hand, you can discard to the graveyard to negate that effect and destroy it. Giant Hold on, wait, wait, wait. So basically, it's my Blue Illusions deck. Pretty much, yeah. The little miniature Moseses. Speaking of, didn't that get, like, a bad Yeah, that came back, and so did the original one. No. That's not a part of the decree. Not a part of the, that's not a commandment. Not allowing it. And then so did, what's it called? Monster Reborn. Monster Reborn. Came back into Yu-Gi-Oh! Lloyd. So much fun. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I did pick up a Yu-Gi-Oh! deck again. I'm sorry. Machines? Did you? No, I picked up Paleozo with Frogs. Like, my only in Yu-Gi-Oh! is that I realized I enjoy Yu-Gi-Oh! when I play a deck that intentionally pisses people off. Tunes? No, the tunes suck. <laughs> so when they're out, when they're out, they're um, out. Before I like sold everything to get into Dragon Ball, uh, I used to play uh, this deck known as Trick Stars, which was basically a deck that burned you for doing anything. Like there's a card called Trick Star Light Chorus, and anytime you added a card to your hand from anywhere. Uh, she burned you for 200 points of damage. Yep. They have a field spell that says whenever a trickstar monster inflicts damage, you do an additional 200. And then they also have a trap card that says your opponent banishes their entire hand and then they draw that many cards. Yep. So it was a deck that basically said, oh, my opponent did something and then they paid for it. So I have no interaction with my opponent. I just sat there and was like, oh, you drew a card? You take this much damage. That was the most that I, my opponent that got from me. Is it my turn now? Okay, draw for turn. Okay, cool. Take damage. Okay, uh, reaction to that. Just discard your hand, draw again. Um, okay. Okay, take damage. Go ahead. More damage. Don't worry about it. Just keep going. Can I, can I start my turn now? Yeah, you're just a couple of thousand like, points lower right now. Yeah. Don't worry about it. So, one of the things, one of the interactions that uh, I really liked about it was uh, there's a combination with uh, Trickstar Reincarnation and a card called Droll and Lockbird. Uh, Joel Lockwood says that when your opponent would add cards to their hand by an effect, you can discard him from your hand to the graveyard. They can no longer add cards from their deck to the hand. So if you had more than one Trickstar Reincarnation set, when your opponent drew for the turn, they burned for the Lycoris. Yeah. You would then activate a Trickstar Reincarnation. They lose that initial five or six card hand, yeah. and then draw, you know, five or six more cards. Then they burn again when they draw. But on the resolution, it's considered that they're adding cards to the hand. So now what you can do is you can then activate a second Trickstar Reincarnation, then chain the effect of Joel and Lockbird as Chainlink 2. So the Chainlink resolves backwards in Yu-Gi-Oh! Joel and Lockbird resolves because it's met its condition, your opponent has added cards to the hand. Then Trickstar Reincarnation goes, you gotta banish those cards and draw. So they lose the five or six cards that banished again, but because Joel Lockwood is active now, they don't draw. They're left there with no hand. How did they not ban that? It's still legal. Trickstar Reincarnation is still at three. And they got more support recently. And they get more support. 
So, well, two stars. stars are good. I, um, oh my I, God. It was an expensive deck. I, I would punch you in the face. I know. I mean, everybody hated me for it. I would actually punch you in the face. Everybody hated me for it. That's worse than my Blue Illusions deck. But uh, I recently cashed yeah, out on Yu-Gi-Oh. I sold like a good 93.75% of my collection because I decided to go into the Dragon Ball card game. Uh, it just looked a lot like Not a lot of one. No. Naruto's dead. Naruto died a long time ago. How about Love Live? That was a card game? Wise Schwartz. I remember Wise Schwartz, yeah. They had a deck. Uh, they just put out a Persona deck. Ugh. I don't know. I stay away from like uh, that type of anime stuff. Like Dragon Ball just feels so different for some reason. Um, this is a buff dude. A bunch yeah. of buff dudes getting physical with each other while yelling for about 30 minutes as if they're having the best climax of their life. So it's wrestling. Yes. <laughs> That's why people love Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball is the WWE of like wrestling. <laughs> I told you. No, that's uh, what's it called? We have a wrestling anime, the Kiko Man. Can you come uh, Yeah, Kiko Man. Yeah. Kiko Man's great, by the way. Kiko Man is amazing anime. <laughs> um, but I sold my collection to basically fuel the Dragon Ball card game. Um. So I haven't played this game yet. I've watched people play it. Right. I have no idea what's going on. So much fun. Explain. Alright, so Dragon Ball has, similar to the World of Warcraft card game, you have a leader, uh, and you okay. have, uh, there's basically a life bar when you initially draw your uh, six cards to start right. off with. Uh, the top eight cards of your deck become your life bar. So card. again, uh, life card. Vanguard. And Pokemon is the same thing. Yeah, yeah but it's like a five system. Yeah. yeah. Um, any card in your hand can be charged as energy. And okay. it's, it's color based, so there are they're rare for we, the most. We had an expansion that introduced some of the black cards, and then there's a set coming out in March 9th uh, that is going to give us a full wave of black cards, and there it's called, and they all have a new mechanic. Uh, called Overrun, but I'll get into that in so, a little bit. So, so you have your, f your you have your four main colors. You have red, blue, yellow, and green. So like Duel Masters, then in that Similar sense, where any sense. color can be a resource, yep. and but it's a specific color. And yep. You know, each each color has their own sort of style and broken yeah. cards and powerful cards. Yeah. Uh, but the main thing is, is you build your deck around you know whatever your leader is. So there are some leaders that are naturally more powerful than others. Uh, just because they have access to like bigger and better cards, uh, you have the, the more popular leaders right now. You have uh, there's a Goku out there that comes in the I starter deck. Me. He's really good. There's a I Vegeta out there that's really good. There's that Cell that's really good. That there's a Frieza deck that's out there that's really good. Androids are another popular deck, uh, mostly okay. because they're the cheapest deck to play. Okay. Um, but their leader isn't half bad either. You know, it's Android 17, and then when it evolves, because they have an evolve mechanic, it's, it's called Awakening. Um, oh, like an um, Force of Will. Yeah, where, you're, where you're your card flips over, flips over yeah. and becomes something else. Yeah. Uh, so the leader cards all have that. Like when you get to a certain life limit, like if you have four or, or less life, uh, some cards, like if you have six or less life, you can draw two cards and flip them over to their awakened side. So Android 17, when she awakens, she's both Android 17 and 18. They're both on the picture, so yeah. it's diabolical dual Android 17 and 18. Um, and then they have like effects where they reduce the cost of androids in your hand. Oh, that's cool. Like that's that. And then they boost up, you know, your androids on the field and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but each of the leaders all have like different uh, abilities. 
Uh, some of them let you draw cards. Some of them let you play extra mana. There's a wide variety of them. Then I make a battle stick. It's gonna suck so bad. <laughs> I'm gonna make it. It's gonna suck so uh, bad. But if you're a fan of the Dragon Ball anime, pretty Is much. There a Yamcha deck? No, there's a he's Yamcha a card. <laughs> He's a two. He's a common two drop, fifteen hundred. No effect. He's a he's, vanilla. He's 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 the equivalent of of an eighteen hundred beater in Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> he just shows up and he's like, I'm kind of strong for a low drop. Okay. He's good in draft. He's storm. He's, he's really good. He's good in He's storm crew. Pretty much, yeah. He's, he's literally it's disrespectful. He's the equivalent of something that just shows up and like, hey, I can kind of hit hard, maybe. Yeah, like Yamcha. <laughs> Uh, that's one of the things that I really like about the Dragon Ball card game is even in the card design and the deck design, uh, a lot of it very much reiterates the Dragon Ball anime. You know, you charge your energy to build up your power. Um, when you use the combo system that's in the game, it's sort of like charging up for a Kamehameha and you throw, you know, a big blast at your opponent. Your opponent has a chance to fight back with theirs and, uh, you know, the attacks either go through or don't based on how much damage you you put out so the mechanics are really really well done uh it's a pretty balanced game um it's very much a skill intense game as opposed to a lot of these other tcgs which are very more luck based um it's, it's almost unanimously the opinion of every player and especially like the really good players if you want is that it it's all about the pilot yeah. It's all about the person behind the deck and not... That's what a lot of people felt, felt about, like, Vanguard, but certain decks, like the Susanoo deck, well, you have to remember where your trigger card... Because how that deck work is, take a hand, put it in, and then you'd have to remember, okay, when am I going to get the next... Yeah. But so that's, that, yeah. Through that, that, there was that it's in Vanguard, it's just yeah. that it led it too much to luck, because in Vanguard, you're essentially milling all these cards in battle. Yeah. So, like, it threw that all out the window. <laughs> it was but like, if you knew how to stack the deck, like, oh, what, like, that Susano deck itself was actually, was, was known as a card stacking uh, mechanic, mm -hmm. so it's like, oh, you have to know where it's going to show up before you could pull off the combo, so you could set up for the combo two turns ahead. Yeah, but that's, like, the only deck that does that. The and Dragon Gears does that. It doesn't. Not the average Vanguard deck pretty much is just, hmm, maybe I'll have my triggers. Cool. Like, there's, yeah, there's too much luck behind Vanguard. Uh, I used to, I, I would, whenever I would review Vanguard to, like, customers when I used to work at a card shop, um, I used to tell them it's basically like scoring the game. You know, you mill stuff and hope you get it. Like, <laughs> um, but unanimously, across the board, in the community, uh, amongst players that Christian and I have talked to, it literally is... You know, yes, these decks are good, but how the player plays it matters more. Mm. You know, there's a lot of decision-making that goes into uh, making plays in Dragon Ball. I mean, just if you look at the results of, like, the, the tournaments that you showed me, there was, the top eight was always varied, and the person that came out on top was always a different deck. Yep. Like, yeah. Mecha Frieza won that one. Cell won that one. Vegeta won that one. Stardaku won that one. Androids won that one. It was Stardaku won another one, so... <laughs> I mean, you know, so now we're getting to a point where it's kind of like starting to level out. Everyone agrees that the starter deck Goku leader is one of the best leaders to play right now. Well, uh, he's, not, he's not unbeatable. You know, you can beat it. It's just that it you has so much synergy and plays some of the best cards in the game that it's just a really strong deck. Um, and it's also easy to play. You know, it doesn't. It, it's not a. It's not a hard deck to pilot. Mm. Um, it's one of the few that can really come from behind. Yeah, great. You force. could be 
losing. I'm at two life. My opponent's at four, and all of a sudden, I got this bomb ass board, and I'm just smacking you in the face again. Uh, just like Goku, you know, Goku just comes out and rises to the challenge. It's like, oh, I'm not done yet. Oh, then you Goku There's a lot of new cards that are really nice. I'm really looking forward to this new set. You know, the new set drops on March 9th. It's uh, I'm literally calling it last turn. Goku. Is there a pickle as a father deck? No, no, Piccolo's a card, and he's a really good card, actually. Uh, There's a couple of different Piccolos, so... Uh, uh, the one that's more commonly seen is called Boost Attack Piccolo. Boost attack. It's like a, a card that boosts your attack, essentially. <laughs> and it lets you draw a card when you do it. So, But there's no Piccolo deck yet. I mean, they got a lot of stuff to pull from, so they're... they're yeah, because with this new set, they're pulling... So before, it was just kind of DBC and DBS. With this new set, they're like, okay, so... We, we're doing that still, but we're also going to pull from Uncanonical GT, we're going to pull from Xenoverse, we're going to pull from DB, they're pulling from some pretty much anything that had Dragon Ball attached to it at some point. They're like, yeah, we can use that. That's just that. We'll see. Mostly? We'll see. Um, we'll see. It's funny that you mention uh, Uncanonical GT. I think there's a, there's a debate on whether or not GT is canon. I don't like GT! GT was fun. Uh, I, I don't. I don't see it as like as a fan. Um, I watched it and I'm like, this is weird, uh, but it feels different. And, I, and the reason, biggest reason why it's different is because Toriyama had nothing to do with yeah, the storyline right. on that. Is GT one. the one that I'm thinking of? Where yeah. Goku's turned into a kid again? Yeah, GT. Yeah, okay, it was GT. Um, it gave us Pan. I was happy about that. Yeah. It gave us some cool guys. It had some good moments. Had some good moments. Um, it expanded like, the universe. That's what I. That's I what think I the biggest thing is though, like you know, I never understood why people, why the fans always felt that it wasn't canon just because Toriyama didn't write it. You know, Toriyama has only stated that I had nothing to do with this series. You know, they went ahead and did with it. He's like, he never said that it wasn't canon or anything. He just said it had nothing. To, I didn't write it. He was like, I didn't write this. They did whatever the hell they did. Um, it's kind of weird because I that's how a lot of people like. It's like the opposite of. Um, well, didn't they recon? Um, didn't they recon four? Super Saiyan four. Didn't I, they recon that? It's not really recon. Uh, like super, super right now. If you look at the events that happen in super, it's obviously after Z. Yeah. And before GT, because in GT, um, Vegeta's daughter is a toddler. Yeah. And in super, she's just been born. You know, she's, right, right, she's yeah. still a little kid. So. I just want to know what happens at the end of Super where when we get to GT, why is the Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan not a thing? Like, what happens? So it leads me to believe that at the end of Super, you know, Zeno's going to pull the whole, we're not going to remember any of this magic. Yeah, they do a, a universe reset. That's who Like, I actually think that they might just do a full year because it's like, now that I'm looking at, at Super, because I do look at it sometimes, um... I feel like, wait, some of these aliens were in GT. Yes. So, that means that it's probably going to be there. Yeah, something's going to happen where, you know, Zeno just comes out and it's going to snap his little fingers and be like, okay. <laughs> the like, Spider-Man Secret War. Something like that. Where yeah. it's like the battle world and technically none of that ever happened. Pretty much. I mean, it's not really good. Uh, but Super has been really good. It's a great anime. Uh, it's, it's, I, <laughs> I was never the biggest Dragon Ball fan. 
Uh, but I always, like, I would watch it. I knew what happened in this series. Uh, but Super was the one thing that got me to, one, consistently watch it from episode to episode. And then now that the card game's out, you know, I'm even more involved in the show. Yeah, uh, one of the things that Bandai did is on the card game website, uh, they made an announcement today uh, where the episodes of the anime are now available on the card site. So you can watch Dragon Ball for free on the really? website. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, I so I thought that, to do, that, was, that was really cool. I thought that was nice. You know, it's a, it's a legal way to watch some Dragon Ball. It's important. Uh, it's also a free way to watch some Dragon Ball. You oh, don't have so to, important. you know, if you're a Crunchyroll subscriber, I mean, you're obviously already watching on Crunchyroll, uh, even though Crunchyroll is available for free with ads. Um, but you don't have to wait, like, the, what is it, like the week that you have to wait? Yeah, it's yeah. the week. Um, you don't worry about that, you know, like, Super is just up on a card game website. So if you want to watch the Dragon Ball Super anime, it's available on the Dragon Ball Super card game page. Um, you can be like a true gentleman, and just go to Nya. Go to Nya Torrance. No? No. You do not advocate piracy here. The fan subs are going to advocate for it. Because the archive, that's why. I guess, maybe, I don't I, know. I advocate, that's I advocate like for archival stuff. That's stop. like the slippery slope area. I, I advocate for archival of that's anything, because we lost so much 80s anime during the Great Crash. Yeah. And there's so much yeah, stuff that's just lost to the void, and it's really sad. Come to the void. Full works. I still have my Gal Gygar, so I don't yeah. really care. Anymore. Um, but I would have a of Dragon Ball tournaments, Christian and I were able to go to, uh, some shop championships uh, this past weekend. Um, Christian's no. first tournament experience. Yes, uh, my a long time since. I've since since probably one of those ones. Since, uh, since Baltimore. Yeah. Damn. Uh, I've gone yeah. to the shop tournaments a bunch. You know, I've been in the shop tournaments. Uh, they're basically like a higher end scale of the local scene. Um, it's a much more competitive tournament since a lot of players do show up for this. Uh, they do give out like tournament packs on entry and tournament packs as prizes. Uh, and there's also like a winner certificate and a second place certificate. So there's a little bit of like, you know, you get paper bravado. Yeah. I mean, it used to be a hard plastic one. Now they turned it into a paper one. So oh, I thought like they cheap. Out. Yeah. Uh -huh. But it's still like the same thing. It's cool. It's got like a foil embossing on it. You can frame it if you want. Like, but for me, as as a as a <laughs> the thing for me is that as a competitive player, you know, and especially someone who hasn't really had the time to go to like all these events, which is why, you know, I don't really go too hard into card game yeah. stuff. Like, it's literally just a hobby for me, but I know that I like to play it competitively. So, I enjoy doing it from the local perspective. Like, yeah, I yeah, support yeah. my local game shops, uh, like Truly Urban in the Bronx, or Zeno Zero here in the Lower East Side, or um, Kings Games in Brooklyn, you know, when they have their events. 20 side uh, Does 20 side not even do card game events anymore? <sighs> Yeah, they, they still, still, have, still, still do magic. Okay, so they have magic. Because it's a bread and butter thing. Yeah. But, like, that's how you, but they draw that um, close in the community. But the, but wherever you are, you know, if you're looking, if you're into a card game, you know, so always support your local game store, you know. I, I, I do want to ask your opinion, though, about what? one card game. Okay. The Final Fantasy card game is terrible. But it has a huge community in. Um, because it's Final Fantasy. At the Uncommons. Yes, because it's Final Fantasy. They have a <laughs> The actual, <laughs> the actual yeah, card yeah. game itself is so convoluted and makes no sense with... The Final Fantasy? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so it's accurate. <laughs> I will say, and yes, 
the cards and the deck themes thematically do not resonate with Final Fantasy-ish things. <laughs> it's just a bunch of mechanics that are in a card game that have Final Fantasy on them. I can totally agree with that. But, uh, I think it's fun. It's not. I didn't. I, think I couldn't fun. find it fun at all. Well, it's so convoluted. If anyone has a Freya card, it doesn't. All exist. the best cards are too expensive. Too secondary market for I Final Fantasy is so high. You know why? It's so high. It's not available in large quantities. Yeah. That's the so reason. for that, I'm gonna push on comments. There's no way to get large quantities. That and Force of Will. Did Dermar got my? FF cards out. Yeah. Okay. I bought a nine deck because nine. Oh, what about um? And I bought a seven deck. What's it called? I wanted Tifa. Um, this is another one. Uh, Star Wars. Well, Star Wars card game always has a following. Um, I mean, it's a good card game. It's it's almost becoming like one of the longest running card games next to Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, it's good. You know, I just I've never like invested in it fully. Like I played it like once at like a Gen Con so many years ago. Okay. Um, Does it still is it still going strong? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's still good. You know, it just has uh, like a, it's it's all like niche community type thing. Uh, it's nowhere near the popularity of like Magic, Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh or even Dragon Ball now. Like Dragon Ball. I don't even been, get why Yu-Gi-Oh is popular. I really don't. I feel like because it's it's TV show dot deck, man. Like it has, it has guess, a big anime. What about, what about what's it called? Um, Dungeon Duel Mask, like the Dungeon Dice Monsters game that they were doing. That was a failed experiment. <laughs> it's a better game than Yu-Gi-Oh! It was more balanced. Arguably. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't have more turn two. Yu-Gi-Oh! has its issues. It does, you know, but it's a game I love I and it's a game I hate. Um, but yeah, I recently got back into Yu-Gi-Oh! I picked up a Paleozoic deck because I like my frog deck that trolls people. I guess that means that it's uh, spring now. No, I just wanted to have a deck to play so that when I show up and people are like, hey, you want to play in this Yu-Gi-Oh tournament? I'm like, do you really want me to enter this thing? Fine. I'm going to set these five traps and I'm going to pass. And my opponent's going to go, he's only playing traps. And then my traps become aqua monsters and I turn him into this frog. The frog's name is totally awesome. I do remember that. Like, and he negates stuff. <laughs> and he summons other that. frogs. And you play stuff like Ronin, Toadin, and Duke Frog, and Duke Frog sits there and says, "You can't attack him. You gotta attack me." Oh, <laughs> Duke Frog, man! <laughs> Showing up in decks you don't belong in. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Like, why are you here? This is a dragon deck, Duke Frog. Like, hey, man. What's up? <laughs> Wait, what was that? That cat card that you had, the cat bus, or something in Yu-Gi-Oh? Um, Christian would know this. <laughs> I believe you're talking about Tour Guide. Yes. Oh, yeah, Tour Guide of the Underworld? Yeah. One of the most adorable cards ever, and I still have never had a copy, and it's, it's, it's a deep regret of mine. <laughs> it's actually a really good card, isn't it? It's somewhat. Well, it, used it, to be. it was utterly broken in, like, <laughs> two sets. And then they were like, okay, we need to finally handle this. And then they, like, chopped some of it off. <laughs> Not enough. They were getting, it was still a thing. And then instead of like curbing that, they just said, alright, you know what, instead of fixing that, we're just going to introduce this other crap, and that's going to be the thing. No one's going to care about that anymore, and that's what happened. Yeah, I mean, that's usually how Yu-Gi-Oh does it. Yeah. Like, they just, they just power creep the yeah. other stuff just out, you know. The only way I'm getting ready to do it is if I get my fortune ladies back, because that deck is still missing somewhere, somewhere. Wait. I think you have a left out of my house. 
Can you please check? I'll check, I'll check again. I'll check Can the very closet. Please check. He's gonna look at Years. I remember when I made a broken version of your deck and I took it to a regional and I almost topped that regional. I was uh, I was like four and one going into round six and I lost two more. I was like, damn it. Because <laughs> the deck was accidentally anti-meta. Yeah, yeah. It was like anti-meta by accident. It was like, oops, oh wait, we countered a meta. Uh, and I had, Chris and I together had figured out a way to make it like stupid busted. Because mm -hmm. um, that's what we do, you know. Yeah, we, know. we find ways to make things that shouldn't be broken, broken. I mean, that's what I did in Force of War, that's what I did in... Uh, I uh, like making crap games work. It's kind of what we do in Dragon Ball. Like, we've, we've, found, we've, we've saw some cards and we're like, this is broken. <laughs> we're going to abuse this. We're totally going to just... Yeah, we're gonna run wild with apes once yeah. this new set drops. Oh my god. That was weird. Uh, did you ever see my artifact deck in Magic? In Magic, yes. The one that, uh, if you played um, Darksteel Plate, Darksteel Axe, and Darksteel Relic, and you connected it all to um, Etch Champion, so now he you can't block him because he has the three artifacts on the field. Right. You then equipped um, World Slayer. World Slayer's effect is, if it deals damage to a player, you wreck the board. It says destroy everything on the board. Because cool. it has Darksteel Plate equipped to it, destroy, destroy effects don't affect it. So you you lose everything, mana, everything, except that what, those three cards. All those cards are still be there. It's like, okay, I'll hit you for two again. <laughs> That's funny. The stupid deck. Magic's weird. <laughs> Magic is weird. They break. They Magic break is, it in ways that in general. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but it's just funny, like you know, going back on the Dragon Ball thing, like just how insanely fast it took off. Like it's only, I think, eight months in its lifespan right now. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's a year. It's not even a year it's yet. Not even a year. And it's huge. You know, the regional events have huge attendance. The shop tournaments get you know 20 to 30 plus players and i think it has it was like the perfect storm honestly where yeah some current card games were their their player base old they're tired old and tired and they were definitely like i still play this because i still like this but i, I want but they more. Have i want something and then the anime dvs came yeah and that game traction also really really fast people they wanted to the Toriyami, uh, Toriyama DBAZ, really. Yeah, yeah. That's why. All fans of people who have never watched Dragon Ball Z before, <laughs> they were just like, oh, it has the slice okay. of life stuff in it, that's why. You know. So that game traction, uh, it's a combination of that, that card game came out, and it was, it was super fresh. solid. Yes, super it was solid, fresh super and fresh. New. It's fresh, it's new. The other thing is, like, I know a lot of people who drop Yu Gi Oh for it. I know a lot of people who drop Force of Will for it. You have Magic players coming over playing. Exactly. Yeah. People who actually, who I've known, who've only had Magic careers, who said, I will never give up Wizards, I'll never do it. They're like, no, we're tired of this, we're going to this because this is fun. That's the bottom line. It's not a job to play the game. Nope. Dragon Ball is fresh, it's new, and Christian's right, you know, it had the perfect storm. It came out at the right time. Uh, and that was just that was just luck of the draw, you know. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't people were upset at, you know, like, they were looking for something else. You had Yu-Gi-Oh players thinking about going into Pokemon, and then Dragon Ball came out, and they were like, oh, no, let's go with this, it's Dragon Ball. Yeah, it's an anime-based card game, and it was easy to learn. It's definitely hard to master. Yep. Um, 
and it, and it has so many aspects of these other card games. You know, Dragon Ball has, you know, aspects of Yu-Gi-Oh, has aspects of Pokemon, has aspects of Magic and Duel Masters. And all I, think that's what it is. I think that's so what I think it is. I think that all this amalgamated into just a big success, and it's doing really well. I, it's funny that you say Duel Masters because... Honestly, if Bandai really did, if they didn't do that, if Hasbro and Bandai didn't do that horrible re-release of Little Masters. Kaijudo? Yeah, Kaijudo. <laughs> we do not speak of that. Um, and they actually brought over the Japanese game at this time with making the first super. I felt like Little Masters probably would have had a huge resurgence. Yeah, I just thought, like, Wizards was like, hey, here's Kaijudo, and then, like, it had the following, and then... They did nothing with it. They did nothing with it. That, that's the so thing. It, it didn't do anything. felt like it would have done it on name. And I was like, no, no, you got to push this. People want organized play. People want... I don't think Wizards had full... I don't think Wizards had full control. Maybe. Right? I don't know. There's a lot there that we don't know. And uh, it's gone, so I don't care enough to look into it. <laughs> True. But uh, I'm having fun with Dragon Ball. It's fun. a fun card game. Fun. Um, card games are definitely competitive. Um... You know, we we here at Cold feel that card games are an eSport. Uh, these card games are streamed on Twitch and stuff. Really? Uh, they have, there's big major tournaments. Some of these games do have cash tournaments, even though the companies behind them don't really necessarily approve of having the cash tournaments. But people still do them because that's what draws a lot of the competitive players to these events. Um, but if, even if you can't make these tournaments, you know, a lot of your local stores have various different events, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! has the Yu-Gi-Oh! Day events, you have your OTS championships, you have your UDS uh, events in Yu-Gi-Oh! Dragon Ball has your BCC tournaments where you can get promo cards, you have the shop tournaments which are a little bit more of a, it's like a, a little prestige yeah. in it. I, so, I think, I will say this, one of the things that, that does drive me nuts about watching card games, if they don't have the proper like format set up, like, I do like the, to watch Magic the Gathering, being played on Twitch, like the PTQs are interesting mm -hmm. and everything. It's just the shoutcasters they use are they're like a step above golf. <laughs> I like get some hype, please. I mean, so it's, it's kind of hard to like. So essentially, like screw commentators. No golf, co like they all speak at the really low voice. I mean, the thing is, like, it's, know, hard it's really hard to, to like vocalize. I guess maybe with magic it's hard because I've some seen some type of excitement. I've seen Yu-Gi-Oh streamed and I mean I've done Yu-Gi-Oh. That's hype. I, like a lot of people what a lot what a lot of people like some of the feedback that I've gotten when I've done, you know, casting for the Yu-Gi-Oh events was everybody appreciated how I explained like the combo that just happened or why the player made so the thank you surge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then if you watch the Dragon Ball streams, uh you, know, you got one of the best casters out there right now, Dusty O'Brien. Shout outs to Dusty. Uh, Dusty he's a player and uh he is also a commentator on the streams for Dragon Ball, and he does a really good job of explaining like combos, uh, what cards do, and I think that's what helps. Uh, I don't think they interested. do that much in Magic. No, I don't think they do that for the Magic streams. And I think that's hurting it. Maybe possibly. Um, but so there's an area for that, you know, yeah. and um, you know, it's all in the game itself. True. Um, but I think that about does it. You know, that's our history. That's Cold's personal history with card games. Um, we thank you guys for coming on in the chat and chatting it up with us. Um, as always, you, know, you can follow us here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash digital era twitch. Um, we, we also have our various Twitters. They're kind of like in this little, if you're watching the live stream, they're over here. 
Where I'm doing my little air quotes. There we go. There, right there. Pointing um, at Mr. Alrounds. <laughs> um, but we also have our uh, social medias that are on our website. You can follow it over at Digital Era Entertainment uh, or www.intothecore.com. Uh, if you like our content and you wish to support us uh, a bit more, we do have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash digital dreamer. Uh, we have multiples of tiers there for you guys with rewards. Um, and you can pledge any amount you want. Even a dollar a month is fine. It helps us keep the lights on. Uh, we also want to go. This might run right here. That's on my face. Um, but about we also. 60% of the heat in this room. Is uh, right want to thank Waypoint Cafe and Gino for hosting us here uh, at the Waypoint Cafe. This stream room is available for rent, guys. If you are a streamer who doesn't have access to the equipment, please do come on down to the Waypoint Cafe. Rates are available at the front desk. You can ask Gino or any other staff there uh, to rent out the room. We got it Tuesdays and Thursdays from 7 to 8. All the other times are still available for those of you who are interested. Um, um, really light clothing. Yeah, get a little toasty in here. And water. Water. <laughs> and um, some antiperspirants. But uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Decode. And until next time, you guys have been decoded. <laughs>